I guess we'll do a little intro. Hello, audience. This is uh, Colin Yerkeson. My name's Arlen Moore. Um, I think what we should do, Colin, is really target this to our fans that already follow us. Mm. And just so they know, this is a free-flowing conversation. We have no agenda. Yeah. We're going to see where the, 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 the flow takes us. Mm. We've had a great summer already. We're at the Capital Insane. Club event. It's blowing us away. Yeah. That's my introduction. Yeah. You any thoughts? Yeah, so so we're going to just take you on a little journey through the past three weeks, what we're experiencing right now, what we're learning right now. Um, so many data sets flowing through our heads. So oh, my God. It's going to be fun. But uh, just a quick little recap on me and Arlen's last two weeks. Uh, we started off, well, I'll just start off on what I did. So uh, beginning in the summer, went to Ibiza with about eight friends. We got a villa on the, the mountain, which was something like, Usually when I travel, I just go with Noemi. So, like, it's not, you know, it's fun, but, like, you get kind of bored. Like, she gets bored, I get bored. We're just with each other. You don't have all your friends to communicate with. So, this time we planned this entire summer with just groups everywhere we've been. And, dude, it has just blown every other summer experience just completely out of the water. Like, it's just been so insane. Like, getting a fucking villa with eight or ten of your friends in a, you know, two million, three million dollar mansions, like the the one we stayed at in Lake Como too. So anyway, fly in, Ibiza, uh, a week long. That was like a real big party trip. We were just going out all the time, masterminding during the day, going to beach clubs. Then Arlen hits me up and he's like, yo, come to Lake Como. Um, you talk a little bit about your situation with, uh, your client and kind of what you're doing because yeah. everyone knows, you know, what you do with your masterminds. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So my first month of the entire summer was pre-planned with my girl's family. Um, we hit, so my girl has 19 first cousins Yeah, and her, she has seven uncles, six uncles, seven uncles, something like that. And so her, her immediate family's giant. It was this giant family trip. There's, you know, Jewish mafia type family trip. It was awesome. We're in it. We were in Sicily. We all the cousins went to Mykonos. So I'm like having a similar like party experience, but yeah. I'm with like my girls tight, close knit family and their, you know, fiance, boyfriend, girlfriends. And, um, and actually I think the way it went down was, um, I had hit you up because I wanted to do a trip with you and and noemi yeah and um i had a client as well who i'm doing personal branding work with uh you know advising him on on how to build his his personal brand structures instagram hire a videographer and and really build a unique brand that stands out Mm. um this is a guy who previously has no social media at all but he has a really thriving business and so that's the offer i had and i was like you know what why don't we just meet up in person why don't we meet up in basically his homeland of Italy mm. and he's, he's a record label owner. And then from there, we're going to take a jet over to uh, a jet over to ultra <laughs> yeah, and because he, he's a record label owner for EDM music. It's perfectly on brand. I was like, Colin, come along for the ride. Yeah, I Let's just got, do it. <laughs> I just got blessed. I'm in Ibiza at, you know, 5 a.m. partying to freaking black coffee, having the time of my life. And then I'm like, okay, next, baby, we're going to uh, Lake Como. And then we're taking a private jet <laughs> to uh, Ultra. Yeah. So just like back to back, like, you know, if I was 21 years old, actually, I was 21 when I was in Barcelona uh, on my, my trip for school. I was studying abroad. And like, dude, this is like, the epitome exactly of exactly what, what do, I dreamt about 
five years ago, like I'm going to get rich so I can come back and do this shit for real. Yeah. Not with my grandma's credit card and my dad's credit card. Dude, like, yeah. I want to live this life for real and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And I was literally talking about that on the trip, like with my college friends, even though we were like getting drunk and shit, like I was still super motivated. Like, dude, like we got to think of a business idea. Like, how do we do this shit for real? And everyone else is like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's just get drunk. Mm. And like, so right, that, yeah. that was kind of where the seed was planted for me, like traveling and having that experience. I'm, I'm glad you brought back the, the story there. When I was 18, that was the first time I went to Europe and I was actually super depressed at that at this point in my life. Um, and how, wait, how did you go to Europe at 18? It was my mom and dad brought me for high school graduation. Mm. Um, and that was the first time I'd been to Europe and I was in a really dark place in my mind, like negative thinking patterns. Um, and I'd been experiencing this for years at this point. Like I just, I, I was in a, I was in my like darker moment. Um, yeah. I, I remember you said this on a podcast. I yeah. heard you say this shit. I was like, damn, like you really had some rough shit going on. Yeah. It was, it was all mental. Yeah. Like outward circumstances were pretty good. So I'm blessed with that. But where but did like, that come from? If you're out, like, cause usually your internal reflects your external. Isn't that strange? So That's if something you're, I've never really quite understood. Like there's like a seed that was like planted in you from something. Dude, it, it was just, it was just fear of my own thoughts and my own mind. And I was completely unawakened to meditation or any sort of higher level consciousness at all. Mm. And so it was just for like three or four years, it was just repetitive negative thought loops like over and over and over. And it wasn't every day. Some days it was like the entire day. Some days it was, it would just hit me. I would have anxiety attacks, panic attacks. So that's when I was in Barcelona and actually in Barcelona, I read a book called the happiness advantage. I read that book. Yeah. Yellow cover. Yes, exactly. And that book changed my life. Wow. It talked about basically like basic concepts and neurolinguistic programming, you know, gratitude journaling, uh, meditation, just focusing on the positive in life in general and training, retraining your brain. Yeah. And I started doing those practices and within two weeks I was significantly better. And within a month I was just rid of that depressive state. That was at 18 at 18. And then I'll I'll fast forward a bit to, um, when I was about mm, 2021 and I had started my YouTube channel and already grown about a hundred thousand subscribers, but I wasn't, I, and I was, I wasn't making a lot of money yet. And, you know, I would, I, I had my merch brand. I did some brand deals here and there, but I had no clue like the whole Europe thing until actually our boy create Tyler <laughs> kind of came on the scene with him and Adam Horwitz yep. and they were documenting the Europe thing. Yep. And they were like in San Tropez, like, you know, helicopters over to Capri or whatever. And, yeah. and seeing that I was, I was doing well, but I, I just, that was so foreign to me. And now bro, like we're doing it. Yeah. Like we, we just had the craziest. And you know what? And you know, what's funny. It's like, I always thought I was going to do it, but I thought I was going to do it in like the content creation creativity way of like, like, Oh, I'm going to like hustle my way in there through a brand deal with like a hotel. Like that's like what I thought the only way was possible. Yeah. Now we're doing it with like, businesses that make a lot of money yeah and like we're doing with other kids that like we are focused on business this is just a subset of the success of our businesses i never knew that was possible yeah i thought i had to be in the travel niche or like whatever like doing brand deals and like doing shoots and shit like we are on a completely different path and then now this is just like 
this is just the reality that I'm living in with having cash flow online. Like it's really not that hard to do this stuff. It's not that hard. Um, I, and I look at, it's a funny thing to kind of look at yourself five years ago and think it like how you just kind of were thinking there. And like, we were so wrong about so much. Like yeah. I, I had so many bad ideas and so many failures, but even now I look at myself and I know I'm wrong about a lot right now mm. that five years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, wow. Like, okay, here, that's I'll, a, I'll let, I'll let you go. That's there. a good point. I want to yeah. like, I want to expand on, uh, what you know is wrong now that you were focusing on back then. And let's, let's reverse engineer and, and, and tell each, tell our older se- or our younger selves what they could do to not I like fuck that. up. Cause okay. like, cause like, dude, we stress so much about like, uh, especially for me, you know, I'm 21 years old, senior year of college thinking like, I'm never going to get to that point. Like there's yeah, no right. way I'm going to find these cool friends. I'm watching Jay Alvarez videos. Yeah. Like I, he was like my biggest inspiration for like just the experience part of life. Yeah. Like yeah, being yeah, able yeah. to go and travel, do all that stuff. And I always thought like, I need to drop out now. I need to go fly and meet these kids. Like you can create your own network at whatever point you're at. And all you have to do, dude, is go to a fucking networking event. Like just yeah, go to bro. one of these yeah. and have something to share. Like what Luke said today, uh, you know, why are you here? Um, what, what do you have to share to people? Like, what can you give? And, uh, you know, what, what is your intention? So just, just create a high income skill. Uh, you know, you're going to have to really hustle and, and hunker down. Like you're not going to get the cool travel experience maybe until year three of your entrepreneurship yeah. journey. But that's, that's part of the process because in order to do the stuff that we're doing right now with all these cool people, we are only here because we are actually fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Like every single person here in their own way is doing something very good. And that's like, what's really special about being at this event. Like I'm so impressed by everyone that's speaking. And then you have to think like, sometimes in my head, I'm just like, Oh my God, this kid's 20 years old making 10 million. Like I'm, I suck. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like it's so inspiring. Like yeah. every single person is so special in their own way. But the only reason why you're here is because you're special. Bro, you, you just said like nine things that I wanted to go on a tangent for. So I'm going to try to like recapitulate and, and go back through each of them. Yeah. So one, you mentioned you were watching Jay Alvarez and like the lifestyle content. That Bro, I was me doing the, the same thing. I was doing the same thing. Yeah. I was watching Jay Alvarez hang off a cliff in Dubai or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm friends with Jay Alvarez. Wow. Like he's like, I, I see him in Erwan all the time. And yeah. like, we'll talk occasionally. Like he's just a chill dude. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like, bro, it's, it, it's exactly as you said, like, it doesn't take that much. Like mm. if I knew when I was 18 and I was caddying on a golf course making, you know, maximum, you know, uh, on average, like $50 to like $200 a day. Yep. If you just save up for a few weeks, yep. you join something, a $1,500 mastermind like yep. Tribe Accelerator yep. or Leverage Lifestyle. Yep. You're going to meet someone who's going to Bali. You're going to get on a plane, another, you know, thousand bucks or something. Yep. And you're just in a completely different reality. hundred percent. And I think another really interesting thing is like early on. Um, and I think we had very different financial like runways, but early on, I mean, I was spending and I still spend a ton of money. Like even, you know, uh, like on events I think like we, this, I think like we both we, do. I, we, I've been with Arlen now for like bro. two weeks. 
Arlen spends money. Like I more do, than but I it's thought. It's all worth it, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. all like I don't think about money. <laughs> I think all, I dude. think in the past two weeks, like com- like we probably spent a combined maybe sixty grand. Yeah, easily. Or more. Dude, I mean, I, like this event was fifteen grand alone. But yeah. like like early on, I think uh, this is the advice I would give my younger self. Like you're very attached to money mm. and you you're thinking like, oh like but I only got like four thousand dollars in my bank account. It's like, bro, spend that immediately on some mastermind or some plane ticket or somewhere and you'll figure out how to make it back. Yeah. That because what the affirmation that you tell yourself when you spend is that you can make it back. Exactly. And if you hold on to it, you 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 just block energy out. A hundred percent. And you're, money loves speed. You're very oh dude, that's like my favorite quote. Yeah. Money loves speed. I always say that. And it's so true because when I first started making money, the speed at which I became, I mean, I wrote a book on it. I was 50 K in debt at 23. I was a multi-millionaire at 24. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was a little more than 12 months, but it was still this one age gap. It was yeah. 23 to 24. Bro, the kid you were just talking to, Woody. Yeah. Dude, so I oh, think I what, told you this. Woody's dope. Yeah. So he, um, I, I think I might have told the you e- or Daniel. Ecom guy, Bro, right? so he told me last night. Yeah. First of all, it's really cool. All these guys at this event know who I am. Yeah. From like short form or same, stuff with you. Same. Or like, Dude, I don't even have my name tag. Everyone's like, Colin, Colin. Yeah, Colin. exactly. Like, Whoa, it's crazy. So Woody told me last night, he's like, um, he's like, bro, I was on a sales call with you last year. I don't know if you remember. And like, um, I couldn't afford your program. And now I'm making 100K a month. Oh. I'm like. <laughs> now I can bro. buy 20 of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, exactly. it, it's it crazy. can happen. Yeah, Dude. so the back to the speed thing. You when you start with the momentum, momentum's very hard to gain, but very easy to lose. So once you have it, you need to fucking keep it and you need to step your foot on the pedal and go, bro. Mm-hmm. So like when I started, you know, I had two income streams. I had my Instagram growth was, you know, bringing in 10k a month. Then I learned a new income skill, which was credit that was bringing in another 20k a month. And then you just stack and you reinvest. So like when you first start making money, the number one thing you should not do is listen to one of these podcasts or whatever, when we're talking about crypto or market cycles and think that you can take your 30k of cash when you just started, maybe your six months, a year into your business, and then go invest that in Bitcoin and like sit and wait. Like you need to have so much cash flow to the point where you can comfortably invest into your business to exponentially grow it and then have stuff left over to then dollar cost average into Bitcoin, buy stocks, whatever. That is how you need to invest. And that is something that was so important to me. And I did that so right to the point where like every dollar I had coming in in 2020, I bought my flight pass on American Airlines, seven grand, so I could then travel the world. Mm -hmm. Immediately started traveling, moved to Bali, bought a sick villa. Dude, in Bali, I literally, I'm not kidding, I had maybe four grand in my name when I got there because I invested everything else back Mm -hmm. into the business. Mm -hmm. I bought a camera, I bought a mic. Um, Literally, any dollar I made would go back in. And then I think one of the coolest stories I can tell you about uh, that, that money mindset of total detachment is when I went to Dubai. So I was in Bali Bali for a month and it got stagnant. Like we slowed down. Like my buddy Pauly, he wanted to stay and I knew that it dried up. Like I did all the experiences. I went to all the little islands. We did Gilly Tea. I wasn't staying in a hotel so I couldn't promote Marriott. I knew at that moment 
I needed to level up and I needed to leave, even though if no one was going to come with me. So I solo booked a flight on points, which is part of my brand to Dubai. And, uh, I did like a hundred thousand points. I flew business class, got back in the frequency, landed in Dubai. I literally had like five grand in cash. I had a credit card with maybe like 10, $11,000 on it. And I was like, what can I do? That's just fucking crazy right now. Yeah, so yeah. I booked skydiving right when I got there. That was like 600 bucks. Went skydiving, was so exhilarating, so fired up. Right when I landed, I'm like, okay, now I really wanna go buy this Cartier bracelet. I had it on the background of my phone. Yeah. I never bought a piece of jewelry. I've been saving all my money. I didn't really have enough to buy the bracelet. Yeah. I had like 4K and I was in Dubai. Like yeah, I had yeah. no money. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out. I had a few drinks. I went to the Dubai mall. I whipped out my Chase Freedom Unlimited card. Yeah. And uh, my limit was like 6K. And I had another credit card, which I think was like the, the Chase uh, United card. It was like a, a travel one. And that one had 4K. So I called up Chase inside of the store after I tried it on. I, I walked outside. I'm like, I'll be right back. I called Chase. I moved the limit from my United card onto the Freedom card to combine it to $10,000, which was like what I needed for the bracelet. Oh my and God. I went back in there. It got denied like three times because I was in Dubai. I'm buying fucking jewelry. I've never done that. I finally get it cleared. I swipe. It was like $7,000. And I, I got the bracelet on. I go up to the Burj Khalifa and I pay for like the, the private little uh, tour. You get to like drink tea, have hors d'oeuvres. And like you walk out on like the 100 floor balcony. And dude, I'll never forget. I filmed this like little video like... You can do anything. Like, I was broke, this and that. Like, I just bought this bracelet, whatever. And my frequency, bro, up there yeah, in that moment, bro. I felt like I was levitating. And I'll never forget, it was $7,050 after taxes. I flew to Vegas, like, the week after. And I wrote down in my notebook, I was having a tough time because I literally had no money left. I was like, holy fuck, maybe I did that wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have spent all my money. And then I had this, like, epiphany in my meditation. I was like... I deserve this. This is what my future self would be doing. I'm communicating with my future self. He's telling me to step into this frequency. Mm -hmm. This is what I deserve. I said, I will make $7,000 today. Supreme Patty giveaway came up. You remember the little <laughs> promotions? Yeah. I sold four giveaways for like, I think it was like $2,200 a pop. My profit ended up being exactly $7,050 wow. in one day. Wow. And I, I paid off my credit card. I now had, you know, my cash back in the bank account, debt free again with the bracelet, with the frequency. Yep. And I affirmed it to myself and I did it. And then that was just a start. And that started a whole trend of me trusting myself with stepping out on the risk curve and just fucking going all in and just not worrying about it. And yep. that's, dude, now we just do it on way larger scales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it stays the same. It's almost like you keep getting retested at that level of faith yep. that you have in yourself. With bigger and bigger, with bigger purchases. Levels. Yep. Like the 15K for this, I tell Arlen, I'm like, yo, dude, like you should come to Capital Club. Like, it's incredible. Luke Belmar is on his shit. Great speakers going. Um, you're going to love it. Arlen's like, how much is it? Never watched a Luke Belmar video, <laughs> podcast, anything. He just sends him 15K in Bitcoin. And now he's here. Dude. And, and what have you said so far about like the first two days? Like you walk dude, in. I, the first 10 minutes changed my life, bro. Exactly. Like it was worth it. The, the second I got on the plane to come here. Exactly. You and know? you knew it was already like the way you told Chloe when I, t we were with Chloe when I was like, yeah, it was, it was 15 K. She was like, 
Are you serious? You're like, yeah, I'll make a, at least a fifty thousand uh, dollar client from Dude, it, at least one, bro. I and you're even, so confident on. You that. know what's funny though? Like, I could get five fifty thousand dollar clients from this event. Yeah, but in the first day alone, I have made, I would say, twenty five x my investment in what I've learned. Mm. Like the the stuff I've learned, and also the frequency that I've picked up here is yep. crazy. I put a, I don't know if you saw my message in the Telegram. I saw that, dude. You're like, like I'm buzzing right the, now. The energy here is amazing, yeah. and you know what it is? It's like a strange spiritual phenomena. It's it's the mastermind phenomena. Yeah. But yep, like 100%. everyone in this hotel, right? Yep. Not everyone, but there's 115 guys here at this event. We're all thinking, we're all brainstorming, we're all meditating in the morning, we're all working out, we're all, and we go to bed and our subconscious activity, whatever's happening with our spirits when we sleep, bro. It's the ether. The ether here around this event, it just- Sends us the ideas. Dude, it's just a vortex It's like, okay, whatever you believe, if you believe in God, your ancestors, whatever, if you've ever read the book, um, Think and Grow Rich, that's the mastermind concept. Yep. And then there's also one called The Art of War, or The War of Art. The mm-hmm. War of Art. It's by Stephen Pressfield. Mm-hmm. And this book literally talks about how this motherfucker sat at his desk until he, I think he was 55 when he finally got his first book off the ground. And he would sit there for eight hours a day and just write and just write. And every single book was a fucking shithole. And he'd just crumble off the pages, throw them out. Most depressed motherfucker. Finally, after I think it was 50 years of him writing, he wrote The War of Art, which mm-hmm. is the book I'm talking about, and it sold, who knows, like 70 million copies, mm-hmm. and he got all of the downloads from the ether, mm-hmm. and it was just show up and do your work, and it's mm-hmm. the same thing with masterminds. Show up to the mastermind, even if you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to get out of it, what your intention is, every single time, whether it's me doing ayahuasca, whether it's me traveling to meet you in Malibu, like... You're just doing all this crazy shit, moving to Bali. What do you think is going to happen, bro? Something crazy is going to happen. Like mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there to receive. Mm-hmm. And the ether's open and God's watching. If you believe in God, I believe he's watching you. Put in the effort, put your next step forward, and you're going to get rewarded. Whether it's this event or the next event, it's going to happen. Bro, I think we're going to have to go longer than an hour. We had a lot to Let's talk. It, you just dude. said another like five things that I'm like, we yeah. need to talk about that. that and I want to talk that. about market cycles because my mind's spewing. And I haven't, that. we haven't even, got, bro. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I want to touch on and I don't know. Okay. So we've talked about this quite a bit in the past few weeks, but we're talking about this concept of like the ether and the energy at this event and such. One thing I've noticed about you and I specifically, and we talked about Chinese astrology, the flat earth, everything. Like yeah. That. But you and Noemi are, your lucky number is eight, right? That's like the frequency of money. Yeah, eight is uh, money and then 28 is wealth. So my girl's birthday is 2-8-2000. My brand is called, my former clothing brand is called 8AM. My hockey number in college was 81. Wow. Like uh, her phone password is 1881. You, You, like it's... You feel like a brother to me in a strange way. And whenever we hang out, it's like this. And it, uh, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of like obviously really cool guys here that I vibe on a high level with. But yeah. there's some strange astrological principle that that is happening when you and I talk about things. So bro, I was wondering if rat, you could. Dog. I'm a rat, bro. You're a rat. a rat. So, so tell everyone about the Chinese astrology because this yeah. is not anything that anyone in your short form content feed is talking about right now. 
and you need to listen up. Yeah. So basically JP Morgan said it best, uh, back in, I think it was like 1920 millionaires don't study astrology. Billionaires do. Right. So this started popping up. Uh, there were some TikToks that were going viral. Uh, Gary GG 33, uh, I actually ended up paying him, uh, once I did some research for a phone call where I sat down for an hour with him and I just gave him my birthday and I gave him, uh, the time I was born and this motherfucker gave me a masterclass on never met me before. I'll tell you everything right now, but, um, basically there's numerology, which is one part of it. And then there's Chinese astrology. So you put the two together and you can kind of use this as a roadmap for your life and, you know, the way you plan out your events, the way you do your meetings, the way you lay low some years, the, the way you invest in certain things. So I'll just kind of run through my notes, bro, because it is it is really incredible. Um, so basically, my my number is a three. So that's my life path number. And uh, what's really crazy. And that's based off your birthday or yeah, based okay. off my birthday. Yep. So I came up in 2020. Right. That was my come up year. Yep. So 2019, I quit my job. Right. I, I had this crazy, the most spiritual energy I've ever had in my life in 2019. I went through a lot of shit. I got drugged. I, um, you know, was at the point where I was just so depressed from using drugs and alcohol constantly. What and year was this? 2019. Yeah. Okay. So it was my first insane year for me too. Bro. Yeah. It like, was my first. So that's another thing that you're in, like our life path is just like, yeah, because we're both rats and your rat year was 2020. Yeah. So we're, so everything that I'm you're 96, saying, yeah. you, hey, pro- yeah, obviously, you probably yeah, have the same story, but different Dude, events. It's so nuts. So 2019 was basically my bear market before the bull run. Right? I got gutted in 2019, bro. I got my insides ripped out. But yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do my, my story real quick on this and then you'll do yours. So, so basically 2020, uh, after I had the worst year of my life, I quit my job in 2019 and I made the decision that I'm going to fucking make this life like the best life I can make. I'm going to make my character someone that I want to look at in the mirror and be like, fuck yeah. Like you're awesome. And so I just dedicated my life to entrepreneurship and getting out of debt and traveling the world and just being a badass. Like that's what I wanted to do. And so all this momentum and this spiritual discernment, like pushed me into this. Like I, something was going down, bro. And I just went with it and I trusted it. So 2020 is the year of the rat. So our last year of the rat was 2000, uh, what was it? It's, it's a 12-year cycle, so I don't know what the last one was. But every uh, year your animal is, when you're in that year, you have an incredible year. And it just so happened to be that 2020 lined up when everything else lined up. And it was my rat year, and I'm a rat and a rat year. So in 2020, I quit my job. I moved to Bali, right? And this is where it gets crazy. I moved to Bali, and the day I get there, I meet my now girlfriend, Noemi, who I've been with for three years. I love her. And, uh, she's incredible. She's amazing. She's for me. Here's the crazy part. When he tells me the notes, he goes, um, do you have a girlfriend? He's like, what's her birthday? Oh, she's an ox. Ox is your perfect match. I'm like, no fucking way. Also what? Oh, her birthday is 28. When did you make all your money? Oh, when you met your girlfriend, you're an eight, which is a sign of money. Nuami is a 28, which is a sign of the wealth. He's like, when you guys have sex, your sexual energy is a vortex of money and wealth. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
Then he tells me my numerology. So he tells me my my lucky number uh, as an ox or as a rat is 23 or 32 or two or three, any of those numbers in a sequence. And I looked down and guess how old I was in 2020? 23. Three. I have it tatted on me, bro. Uh-huh. I didn't even know that that was significant in any way. And I'm like, holy fuck. Okay, so my come up year was the rat year in 2020. I was 23 years old in 2020. I met my love of my life, who was an ox, who's August 28, wealth, money, together. Yeah. And we built basically our little empire that we've built over the last three years. Um, next thing that was crazy, the apartment that we tried to move into in Miami, zero units available. We're writing on our vision board every single day. We're fucking doing morning routine. Like we're so happy and grateful now that we live in the panorama tower. We have an amazing view of the sunset, whatever. We're writing it for like two months, bro. We're about to leave for Europe in 2021 for the summer. No, no calls. Uh, we don't get the building. My flight gets canceled, bro. The day I try to go and we have to go back and our flight's not for two days. I get a call from the leasing agent. And she's like, Colin, did you leave for Europe yet? I'm like, surprisingly, no, like I'm, I'm still here. The flight got canceled. And she's like, well, guess what? 32A just became available. And so then I go back in my head as he's telling me this. He's like, do you have any other 32, 23 significance? I'm like, bro, my fucking apartment is 32A. Yeah. <laughs> and so like that, all that shit happened. Bro. And then I'm like, okay, tell me everything about my numbers and whatever. And so he basically gave me a roadmap that's super simple. I'll go over it. So the eighth is money, karma, and power. That is my significance of my birthday. So I'm very karmic. The eight is a sign of infinity. Mm-hmm. What comes around goes around. Every single time I put good into the world, I receive it back instantly. Every time I put bad into the world, I get bad right back, bro. Mm. So when I was in college, off my path, not being creative, doing drugs and alcohol, sleeping with too many girls, just being a total, just degenerate, bro. Mm. It was, I was having the worst karma, bro. I got assaulted. I had, got drugged, you know, just bad, 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 bad. And everything bad would happen to me. And like, you know, everyone else comparable, not really much going on. So like, it just makes so much sense with the eight. Uh, He said, I have to live a very righteous life and morally correct life as much as possible because I'm very karmic. He goes, my money tends to go up and down like a roller coaster. So be more conservative. This was at the time where I just watched my network drop by $3 million. (laughs) And like, this was bear market, like bottom of the bear. I'm like, holy fuck. Uh, He says... I'm a rat and Bitcoin is a rat. You're very good at investing in, in rat year investments. So if, you know, for example, Tesla was born in 2008, that's the year of the rat. So that would be a good investment for me. Bitcoin is born in 2008. All my net worth was in Bitcoin. Once again, another alignment. Uh, rat's enemy year. This is very important for numerology and astrology. You're, you have an enemy year too. So you have a sign. If your sign... Uh, If your girlfriend is your enemy sign, you should probably look out because it's not going to go well. So my enemy is the horse and that uh, enemy year is 2014. My next enemy year is 2026, which is perfectly in line with the bear market. So 2025 is top of the bull run. I'll probably be off the map in 2026. Uh, (laughs) He said rat states are very good for you to live in. So this is also applies to Arlen, everything I'm saying, because you're also a rat. So for example, me and you would do very well in New York city. New York was born in a rat year. Mm. Yes. 
December is our worst month. So December. Interesting. Yeah. If you want to plan like trips, investments, whatever, December is one of our worst months. February and October are our best months. Positive times, 11 a.m. through 1 p.m. and 7 to 9 p.m. Okay. Hmm. Funny story about that. I was doing my webinar between th- uh, 5 to 7 uh, p.m. And my negative time is 5 p.m., 3 to 5 p.m. Then I switched it to 7 p.m. We had like 3x in sales from, mm. from that time. Uh, he said, my life-changing year, and same with you, is 2024 to 2025. He says, not only will you have a lot of money, but you have an extreme amount of influence. You'll have a lot of powerful people around you, and I can get with what I want without having to use force. And then 2023, because I asked about this year, he said, I'm in an 11-year cycle. My outlook on life is changing. When next birthday hits, which was 27, it already happened, I will have to become more social again, but I'll love it because I'm very good at it because I'm a Gemini. I'm very social. Uh, rats are very social. And then final notes. Noemi, <laughs> this is funny. He goes, Noemi is more responsible for me making money than I am. <laughs> and it's true, bro. Yeah. Right when I met her, yeah. everything took off. Uh, and then he said, your main energy spot is your shoulders and your arms. That's it, bro. It's <laughs> a funny last one to end on. Yeah. When your I get shoulders and your, oh, okay. Like, like when, if Noemi would, you know, go like that, it just yeah. like brings up energy, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I highly recommend, I don't know how much this dude is anymore. I'm sure there's tons of numerologists out there, but I mean, this guy told me things. He's never met me before. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. And he literally told me things about my life that are 100% true. And so this model, the Chinese astrology model, is yeah. based on the earth being flat. Is this true? I don't know. Oh, I thought that's what you said. No, it just makes more sense if it's flat. Oh. Because, because how the fuck are we going to look up and see these uh, astrology signs perfectly if we're spinning? I thought, you, I thought in Lake Como you told me that Chinese astrology is based on flat earth and zodiac <laughs> astrology is based on the globe, which is why it's so confusing. For example, like a lot of, in, in my personal experience, yeah. I, don't, I haven't done a ton of research here, but like yeah. the normal zodiac is a little bit confusing. It gives you a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. You know, like if I look at, if, if you look at like, uh, I'm sure if you looked at like your Zodiac for you and Noemi, maybe you have, have you? Yeah, it's not that accurate. It's probably like if they said like, a, you know, you're, you, you and Noemi are a 87% match. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. A B plus match? That's we're, confusing. We're a perfect match, bro. You guys are. That's why I You guys it. got like, you guys are, it's, it's really cool to see. And I actually... Um, your relationship with Noemi is really cool. I, I have so many friends and relationships and I don't know if I've seen a healthier couple. Thank you. Bro. Not, not like, uh, obviously you guys are in great shape, but I yeah. mean like emotionally and like the way that you treat each other is really inspiring. Thank you. I brother. think people should genuinely look up to that. And I think that's important to say as well, because I, and we could potentially go, I don't want to go too far into my, uh, dark moment, rat year, yeah. whatever it was. Um, but uh, I had a relationship that on social media looked really positive. Was this 2019? Yeah. 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 That, and I just got we had gutted. The same, and then your 2020 was a come up? 2020 was absolutely a huge come up. I invented Maxi. I met the guys at Hubi. <laughs> like, it, it, my, I know mean, I, I got a house in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Like, bro, Dude, insane. me and you are going to have the best years at the same time and the worst Dude, years. Dude, I at think the same that's kind of why I like 
hanging out with you because like whenever we're hanging out we're just in such like we're in a similar area yeah and we're just like floating yeah it, that's kind of what it feels like dude it's it's gonna be awesome the next two years like watching our our shit together yeah and experiencing it together yeah especially what i just talked about because we're in line with the same exact things yeah it's gonna be nuts but what should we talk about next dude i want to talk about you making money in the bull run bro the bull run yeah um like this coming bull run yeah okay just, just we have basically here uh, where we're at right now. A lot of these kids made a lot of money in crypto and they're in crypto NFTs. Uh, my stance in the last bull market, I don't know if you followed my stories last last bull market that much, but I was just the biggest Bitcoin maxi. Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. still am a firm believer that Bitcoin is the only hope we have at a peer-to-peer -peer money that can be completely uncontrollable by the deep state. Um, so I think, you know, I will always have a bag of Bitcoin, a significant amount of my wealth. I'm talking 40, 50% of my wealth in Bitcoin locked away forever. But now that I've experienced a full market cycle, a full business cycle of, you know, Federal Reserve dropping rates to 0%, them doing QE, which is money printing, them, you know, pumping assets up to the moon. And then basically, you know, it happened. Inflation got too high. How do they, we've been talking about this a lot. How mm -hmm. do they bring that down, Arlen? They raise interest rates. They raise the interest rates. They tighten up the monetary policy. They suck money out of the system and they bring the whole party down. I didn't understand the catalyst of what stops a bull market. I was cheering on inflation uh, as the number one thing because it is that drives our assets up to the moon. But also inflation is a double edged sword and it can actually ruin the bull market because when inflation gets too high, people can't eat. So they have to fuck. It's a, you know, the Fed has a dual mandate, right? Price stability. And uh, they had to bring that down. And they did that through raising interest rates. I watched the FOMC meeting. I watched Jerome Powell say that they were going to start raising interest rates. I just didn't understand it. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know what the implications were. Mm -hmm. thought there'd be a lag effect. The day that inflation broke the record from, I think it was like 1965 or something in the 60s. That was literally the day that Jerome Powell came on and he's like, yeah, uh, I know we said we're not even thinking about raising rates for a long time, but I think we're going to have to start raising rates. <laughs> and that was the top. Mm -hmm. That exact day was the top. So I've been, you know, I got in a depression phase kind of because, dude, I was so publicly bullish saying Bitcoin. And I'll just say it right now, you know, I was saying Bitcoin's going to go to fucking 200K, right? Yeah. And I'm just screaming it to the rooftops. This is my first cycle. I just made my first couple million dollars. You know, I'm, I'm on top of the world. I don't think anything can go wrong. And, you know, I was wrong about my thesis. I was, I was definitely going to sell some if it went to 100K, but it never got there. And I didn't even think of the implications of what if it didn't. So I've been studying this entire time in the bear market, in the depths here, you know, watching my net worth drop by $3 million. Um, you know, what, what can I do different in the next cycle? And what I can do different is now that I understand how these cycles are initiated by money printing, low interest rates, um, you know, narratives. Uh, now I can position myself and my friends in coins and narratives and stocks that will be primed to do very well during cycles. And then we know the indicators of exactly when to step out. And that's when they start raising rates, when they start, you know, pulling money out of the system we can slowly exit out 
and then we just multiplied our money. Capital Club, bro. It's create, multiply, preserve. Me and you have created. Mm-hmm. We haven't multiplied yet. Mm-mm. I multiplied, <laughs> but I didn't secure it by selling. So yeah. we are all in the multiplication phase. Some people here are in the um, preserving phase, like Luke, for example. So all you have to do, bro, and for everyone watching this, you have to do the create phase for maybe four years, if that. Some people get lucky and make $2 million in a year. You literally, if you are in line with the next bull market or business cycle, all that means is when there's easy money flowing. So when rates are at 0%, banks need to find yield on their money, right? Everyone wants to find yield, right? You went on Celsius, you went on BlockFi. You don't want your Bitcoin just sitting there. You want it to make 4% or 5%. So banks do the same exact thing. When rates drop to zero, the Federal Reserve is no longer paying banks to hold money in the reserves. They say, hey, rates are at zero. You have to now lend your money to investors and banks and hedge funds to find the yield. So when that happens again, that is when money flows out into the markets, projects are created, altcoins, pump, narratives get created because the money needs to go somewhere. So once you understand that, if you have a pile of cash that you've diligently saved up from your business, this is the time where you can literally skip 10 years of work in your life by just placing your hard-earned money into the right assets, pulling them out at the right time, then you finish the multiplication phase. Then you have the preserve phase, which is pretty easy. You put some in long duration bonds. You put some in gold. You could even get a fucking family office that's very well known. That's, you know, very conservative. You're looking for 4% a year. If you have 20 million, bro, you just put that in, you know, a couple different asset classes that give you conservative returns of 4%. You don't have to work again. So like we're right there. We're one cycle away from having that opportunity to pull out and then enter in the bear market. Once you enter, you put, you know, 30% of your money in Bitcoin, you don't touch it for 10 years again. So like that is all I'm really hyper focused on and I feel like my knowledge of it is so so much so much more than refined. What it, yeah, refined and I and I have the pain that goes with it now. Yeah. So like I I really think my brand is going to turn back into me just just going through my experience with investing and multiplying my money and that's everything else is going to be on the back burner. Bro, I I love the capital club mantra of create, multiply, preserve. Yeah. Because so many entrepreneurs, myself included, have focused on the create, as you were saying, most people are spending, you know, four years in create, but what can happen is you can get stuck in create. Yeah. Because when you know how to create, you kind of feel on top of the world. You're like, well, I can create whenever I want. So I can just create forever and creating's fun. Yeah. You know, but, um, but then you experience some pain like Colin, like you have. And, um, and and fortunately knock on wood, I haven't experienced a pain like that in my life so far, but that'll inspire you to talk the, the level that which you explained everything you just spoke about to the point where someone who doesn't know what you doesn't know about the, uh, multiply and preserve and the, the, uh, federal reserve and interest rates and all the yeah. uh, terminology. Yeah. What I recommend the beginner listener do is actually just take that last four minutes that you just said, and to listen to it piece by piece and dissect each word. What one takeaway I've had from this event and something you've recommended me is the Lords of easy money. I'm going to read that like 10 times. So I'm going to read, I mean, 
I've done some research on the Federal Reserve, but I want to learn more. I need to, like, my point here is, and my biggest takeaway so far from this $15,000 event is you really can't do well in business if you don't understand how money works. Mm. And it, it's Mark, Mark Moss said it today, money is a game. And if you don't know the rules of the game, yep. if you don't know how to play the game, yep. if you don't know what the objective of the game is, and if you don't know who the players are, you you can't win, bro. It's you could have a yeah. hundred thousand dollar a month business and still make no money because you don't know again how to play the rules, the players, and the objective. If you're just making a hundred k right now, you're fucked because hundred k <laughs> is fine, but it, that's one part of the of, of yeah. the game. Now you have to keep making the hundred k. You have to now learn taxes. Yep. You now have to learn how to get write-offs. You now have to learn real estate. You now have to learn asset protection. Then you have to keep that there. You have to keep making your 100K. And then you have to learn how to multiply. Then you have to learn how business cycles work. You have to learn what inflation is and why that matters. You have to learn what the Federal Reserve does. There's all these little intricacies. And if you just miss one of them, you're gonna learn a very hard lesson. So it's, Bro, it's so, there's so much. It, it's it's <laughs> fun. When you think about it, like now that we're with all these crazy motherfuckers. That and we're just, like laughing on this podcast, but you know, it's like the, the undercurrent of what we're saying is like, you're going to have to put in some fucking work. It's hard as fuck. And if you're just watching <laughs> this right now and like you're we're just, floating, we're whoever's listening to this has such high energy. Like, Oh my God, this is fun listening to this. And then we're like, no, this sucks. Yeah, but, but but it's step by step, right? So like if you're in your journey right now, like whatever I just said about Bitcoin, Federal Reserve, business mm -hmm. cycles, this is going to go right over your head. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on step number one, create. Then come back to this when you have your first 100K, you have some employees, then you're like, oh shit, okay, now I need to learn about taxes. You go step by step. Do not think that you you know need to get a tax advisor on your first $10,000 a month. That is the worst mistake you can make. Yeah. Focus on creating so much to the point where it's like, that's all you do. You look up, you're like, oh, I have a hundred grand in my bank account now. Okay, cool. Now I can maybe focus on step two. That's how I think you should do it. And I think a lot of kids, you know, they watch all this shit and they're like, ooh, I'm going to get my trust set up before they even started their business. So, Dude, I, my tax situation up until this year, honestly, was just do nothing and then stress for a week about it and then pray. <laughs> like, dude i did the same 20, 2021 i had i had no strategy i yeah. just made a, the most money i've ever made in my life i paid 500 grand in taxes yeah and uh and then i learned once again perfect lesson i learned from the pain i wired the the, the irs I actually dollar cost average into the irs because i didn't pay it in a lump sum mm. i did my extension i had until october i was sending hundred thousand dollar wires every couple months to the irs and then i finally was like okay i'm never doing this again got with carlton shout out carlton dennis learned about real estate and write-offs and depreciation and section 179 now i have this knowledge I applied that knowledge in 2022. I paid 130K and I made around, you know, take home for me with everything structured right. It's still a lot of it went back in my pocket and it made sense. So I learned one, you have to go through the fucking pain. We could, me and Arlen can tell you all the pain, but I promise you, like, for example, with Bitcoin and shit, 
I listened to all the people that I wanted to listen to because it fit my narrative of yep. where I wanted Bitcoin to go. Mm-hmm. So I focused on I all the guys the that thing, were the bro. ultra oh. bulls. Bitcoin forever. It's never stopping. <laughs> it's going to 300K. Bro, I did the same thing, but for like the altcoins and Ethereum. Exactly. You listen to who you want. I was listening to, to uh, Bankless. Yeah. The Bankless podcast. Just a shill was, probably. Bro, just like so many shill YouTubers. Yep. So, uh. so for example... Me and Arlen, I'm personally, in my opinion, giving very good advice on how to manage your money and your expectations and, you know, you know not to think so one-sided. You don't have a crypto coin or like a, you're not making commission on a link in the description in this podcast. There's no, no links in this no, description, no, 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 probably. No, no. no this like, is just <laughs> straight up pain expressed to the camera. Yeah. So anyway, what my point is you're probably not going to listen because you haven't experienced the pain. And that's the sad part. Like I wish I could save all of you guys watching this right now, just from this quick little five minute clip, but you have not had the pain to match my reality. So you're going to have to deal with it first. Then you'll come back in three years. Like motherfucker. I should have listened to Colin. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, the funny part, I never even knew Luke, but Luke sold all of his Bitcoin at 55 K. He got out of everything like a month before the top. Mm. Everyone was ripping on him, calling him crazy, fucking idiot, whatever. Wow. And I had no idea who he was. He this understood is, the market cycle. Under, dude, he watched. So he told me this morning uh, in 2017 when he invested in Cardano, Bitcoin, all the altcoins and shit. He put in like, I think it was 50,000, ran it up to like 12 million. Watched it go all the way down to like 60K. Uh, so he went through, imagine that's even worse pain than yeah, I went through. Yeah. So he then got back to work with his 50K, put it into uh, e-com, learned drop shipping, head down, 2020 came around. He had around $2 million for the cycle, put it all into the best narratives, got the fuck out at the right times. Wasn't perfect time, mm. wasn't the exact top, but he knew he did his multiplication. Yeah, He got his 40X, said, I'm fucking good with that. I don't need the 100. I'm not going to get the 100. You guys are idiots for staying in. Told everyone, got the fuck out, and he did it right. It's just the multiplication. Nothing else matters. You watch your money go from 1 million to 7 million. Get out. The the coin, the vehicle, (laughs) it's all bullshit, bro. It's just the money. You put it in a fucking thing and it just brings it up to another number and you get out, you take the invisible money into real money and then it's in your bank and you're, you just, you just subtracted 10 years of work off your life Yeah, and then you're fucking a G and then you get to tell people (laughs) how you did it. Yeah. It's cycles, bro. Business cycles, dude. Okay. What's a resource that you've taken to learn about these business cycles? Mm. The Lords of Easy Money is one of my favorite. Um, there's another Federal Reserve book, uh, the Jekyll Island, the creature. Yep. The creature. You read the whole thing? Uh, audio. That one's a long you, one. Okay, that's 24 that hours. That one's of long, audio. and it's that's and a day of your life listening to that book. It's so worth it, bro. It's so worth it. Once you understand cycles, you are a trader. Like you yeah. can actually learn to multiply. You don't need to know the the ins and outs of the daily charts and, you know, the support and resistance. We're talking every four years, there's a business cycle where you need to put in your money, wait a year and a half and get out. Mm. It's just quantitative easing. The Fed is printing the money and you're finding the vehicle that the money is going into Mm. and it's going into your pockets. Mm. That's all it is. Just think of a big spigot, like a big faucet. They're turning it on. 
and it's fucking rushing out. It's going to the banks first. And then where are the banks lending that money? The rates are at zero. They're not making money on the money. They have to make money on it. They get it for free, but then they need to multiply it too. How do they multiply it? They have to lend it out to hedge funds, VCs, that then what do they do to multiply it? They put it in these fucking tokens, make up some bullshit ass narrative. They have a crazy narrative behind it. The big VCs get behind it. For example, Solana, you have... Sam Bankman Freed back in the day before he was a criminal, he was still a criminal, we just didn't know. They have A16Z, Andreessen Horowitz, big fucking firm, hundreds or billions of dollars. And these motherfuckers are VCs, they're venture capital from Silicon Valley. They did this shit with Twitter, Snapchat. They know how to brand this shit, bro. So now they're just doing it in a vehicle that they know they can get even way higher of a multiple. You just find out these narratives and all, how do you find out the narratives? You come to shit like this. You get in the right rooms. You pay for a crypto mastermind. You network with kids who've also been through a cycle. Know that there's idiots out there that haven't been through a cycle like I was saying that Bitcoin's going to go to 300K. You have to find people that have been through pain and been through two, three, four cycles to actually know who to follow. You take your money. When the money printers turn on, you get positioned in these coins. You wait a year and a half. You get the fuck out. Yeah, I need, I wish I knew this. But you, I wish I knew what a market but you cycle. Piggyback on I wish I heard the word market cycle, bro. A business cycle. Like what I Mark wish, was talking about today. I, I know. I wish I knew bro, it was like So you just thought so most people just think how do you know uh Bitcoin's going to go up again, Colin? It's going <laughs> like what like when it when is it how do you know it's going to go up? Like that's yeah. how people think is it's just random, bro. You don't know. It is it's all designed. Like Dude. they tell us when it's going to go up. Most people have no do idea. do what I did, which was again find the not Colin, not the p- person who lost and and is speaking from pain, but they find the Schiller on YouTube. This yep. is what I did. I yep. bro, I found like I thought I was fucking diversifying my portfolio by finding like ten different Schillers. You were <laughs> I followed, you were like, diversifying not in the shit but in the dog shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And I'm like watching I don't want to name any names cuz I'm sure these guys are great guys but like bro I was just following like 10 and my whole subscription feed was just like here's why you should get Cardano. Here's why you should get Ethereum and I'm like oh shit I'm like taking all my income putting it into these coins and then I even put it into Celsius and Celsius just went bankrupt. Like it just, it just, it just vanished. They're all going to be back brother. And you know, what was good. Interesting though. And you wrote the book, you wrote, go all in. I went all in on this shit. So I, I had some, I don't know, bro. I think I had some, I had some pretty serious pain from this, but I, it's kind of weird. It didn't hurt that bad. I kind of was just like, from the losing money. I kind of wish it had uh, made me, I'm, Happened worse. Speaking too soon. I kind of wish it was worse, but, but I don't know. I just so the pain th- jabs you a little more. This is like the interesting part about meditation and and the spirituality side of it is when you meditate, you become okay with almost anything. And I, I'd been through such hell in 2019 that like that happened, and I was just like, okay, I'll make it back. Mm. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, you're with me, brother. This yeah. Year. I mean, you know my pain. You know I'm just in it for multiplication. So I'll, I mean, I, I know I need to do that. I'll tell you my moves. It, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to read Lords of Easy Money. I'm going to read all these. I'm just going to program myself. I'm going to know more than you next time. 
Next time we do a podcast, I'm going to teach you some shit. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. What's next? We got more energy. I know we do. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm down to talk about anything, bro. We talk about personal branding a bit. Mm, Yeah. Power of it. I'll ask you some personal branding stuff because you, I think, are one of the best people that I've ever seen be able to storytell on stories. Um, I love storytelling, but more for sales. Mm -hmm. Mine's a little more like... 5130, which is like, hey, I'm looking for five people that want to get a six pack in the next 30 days. That's like a random offer. But that's kind of like what I've I've learned that back in 2019. I break my stories down into just sales at the end of the day. But you do sales, but you do it in a way where it's like you're telling a full drawn out story, going on all these different tangents, taking people through a journey and then relating it back to your product and service. So maybe you can kind of tell me how you sure. started that. Or like, so you want to talk about Instagram stories specifically? Fuck we yeah. Could, I we think that's one of the some. most valuable money makers in the world. I mean, me and you yeah. have made all of our money off Instagram stories. I think people would enjoy this. Yeah. I it's, think there's some secret sauce I can drop here. I haven't told... I have never talked about this on a podcast. Let's do it, bro. Okay. I barely tell, I, I barely tell you this kind of stuff in private. So I'll, yeah. I'll release some... <laughs> I'll release some secret sauce. Let's go. Okay. So first of all, what is an Instagram story? It's an important platform to understand in my opinion, because it has several qualities that make it very, very unique. The first is that, um, it's 24 hours. So you post an Instagram story and you have 24 hours to see it. Mm -hmm. So after 24 hours, it's gone forever, unless you add it to a highlight and so there's the a reason in, there's that, a built-in scarcity built-in scarcity yeah, that's beautiful increases the value immediately yeah the second quality of instagram stories is that nobody can comment on them mm. so you can experiment by selling every single day if you want without people on for example twitter selling oh you're chilling your course or your you know whatever and even though selling is serving everybody who has a brain understands that sure I think people should sell more and as much as possible Yep. Um, because at the end of the day, anything you sell is solving a problem. 100%. So the more you sell, the more problems you solve. 100%. So you don't have to deal with the, the negative Nancy's. And not only is it you can't comment on it, the reason you can't comment on it is because it's a direct portal to messaging you privately, one-on-one. So it's, it is an access portal to a high-level person in their direct message box. Mm. The third quality, which is my, probably the, the biggest reason I enjoy Instagram stories is because there is a artistic and creative element to it. And the formatting is such that you can very easily deliver an, a brand aesthetic and, a, and, and video content and an emotional experience through visuals and through art and design that you can't really do on any other platform in the way that it is presented. Very like true. you can present any, you know, portrait and or horizontal mode of art, whether it's video yeah. or an image th- th- without text at all, even. Yeah. And, and you can overlay text on it, of course, but like the, the amount of intention I put into like communicating a certain emotion or a, or a meaning in just a single image that I post, you know, people would probably be pretty taken aback by, but like it's your mind's canvas put out into the world. Exactly. In the fastest like way possible. Perfectly. 
and it and then there's a scarcity aspect to it mm. and then people can directly message me and say wow this is cool it's arlen's thoughts just slowly disappearing it's just my brain just like boom yeah and boom. i have a question based <laughs> off uh, of your design you always do red why red for a tribe accelerator specifically, I do red. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, so red anything is a, tribe is red. Everything tribe is red. That's cool. Tribe. Um, that's actually why I followed you. Cause your shit was so different than anyone else's. Like, yeah. I was looking at your stories and you used to have, I think it was the maxi logo on the bottom. Yep. You have a template. It was like yep. red with the M mm -hmm. and you would just have like, your shit just looks way different than anyone yeah. else's. Yeah. Well, the, the, the reason behind the red was originally it was because it was, uh, I mean, red is typically associated with love and power and, and, and you know, uh, those two main emotions. But also, like, biohacking, you look at red light devices. At the mm. time I, I invented that, yep. um, I was using my, ju my juve every single day while I was working. So my yeah. room was always red. And, um, and you know, I, I also thought originally, and this apparently isn't true, but if just because you have a red light on your screen doesn't necessarily mean you're looking at red light. There's actually still blue light in a red screen. It's so true. So I didn't know yeah. that, but, yeah. but either way that, that was kind of part of the intention behind it. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so dialing back a bit. So that's the format of Instagram stories, yep. the qualities of Instagram stories. Yep. Then, um, you go into how do you decide what to post? A lot of times for me, my, my Instagram stories are kind of like my public journal. I'll do a meditation. I'll do a workout. I'll do a sauna session, a breathwork session, whatever it might be, uh, chanting affirmations or something. And from that state, I get some sort of download. Um, and ideally I guess I'm get, I get some kind of universal download and I share it in some, some the, way. The ether again, the, from the ether. Exactly. So you, you, you just put it up to the ether. I, I do. That's the ideal. But here's the thing. Sometimes the ether doesn't always provide you for you immediately rip it from your fucking depths of your soul. or what? Well, well, the alternative is just taking action. So yeah. sometimes I'll sit down and I'll, I'll be like, yeah. all right, I'm going to do some stories. I know I need to do some stories right sure. now. Let's do some stories. Yep. And I open my phone. I'm like, fuck, I got nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Take so much action. It overwhelms the thinking mind. Oh, this is. A good and then I just I go, OK. Post one story, boom, one's up. Okay, post another one, another one's up. And then like three or four in, I just hit a flow and the ether is like, ah, yeah, there you <laughs> are. It's <laughs> like, I tested you again and yep. you passed. Yep. You took the action yep. and then you just get the download. What about state? Because I think for me, state is very important. Like I, if I just wake up, roll out of bed and I start posting, it's not going to be as good as if I jump in a cold plunge or hit a workout first. The, the energetic state that I'm in as I'm posting? Correct. Yeah, I mean that's that definitely helps, but to be honest, some of my best stories I've actually maybe ever done were even like hungover. Mm. Like just in a terrible state. Wow. And I don't know maybe exactly why, why but uh, you know, it just comes. It just yeah, it and, just I, and I think it's your consistency too. It's the cons it's the biggest thing with flow state is consistency. Yeah. If you want to access flow state consistently in something like creating compelling Instagram stories and that's what Bro, when I when I really rip the Instagram stories, it's yeah. a complete flow state. Because your portal's like my, open. But my girlfriend will be trying to talk to me. I'm like, babe, no, you, I can't hear you. Like, oh, I've been with gone. you on the trip, bro. Like even like at the table at the club, like you're like, just you just ripping. disappear into the just ether. Ripping. You're just channeling. Yeah. And and the thing with consistency for you is your portal's wide open, whereas yeah. like with people that 
story once a week, their portals like this. Yeah. And so it's very hard to get it out. And, and even for me personally, like I used to story, I think just as much as you with talking to the camera, I was a mm-hmm. big camera talker mm-hmm. and, uh, it kind of went away. And I think it all had to do with me getting humbled with Bitcoin. Mm. Like I knew I was wrong on something. Mm. So I was very, um, I knew I had to go back to the drawing boards and I wasn't able to just be as like, Hey, like I needed to learn and take time to, to, to learn a, a deep lesson yeah. before I come back on. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand that completely. Bro. Yeah. It's but, tough. And I mean, when you, that happened to you with Bitcoin, actually that was what year was that? That was, that was 2021. The cycle okay. ended in November, 2022 was the bear market. Yeah. So for me that, I, I mean, people, people say they still love my content and stuff, but like I know deep down, I'm not sharing nearly as much as I can be. And I know it's slowly starting to creep back in. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I feel that as well. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, the thing that like muted my voice was, it was 2019 because I mean, I, I had been on YouTube for three or four years, wow. three years. Wow. So I was, bro, when I first started, if you watch any of my old YouTube videos in college, I was so fresh and excited to just like film content. Do you ever look back at your old self? And you're like, man, that guy was fucking the killing fucking it, man. Bro. Yeah. That's Dude. how I felt about me in 2021. I look back at my shit. I'm like, Got like so excited, but then you also have to think, but then you also have to think like you needed to learn what you learned. Like this is part of the journey. You can't just go like, you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to be that kid again. No, there's a reason why you're not that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think, um, I, I think, I mean like we're talking about Instagram stories a bit, we could talk a little bit more. It's not going, go into more of like your strategy because I think you said you were going to say some things that you've never really shared and. Yeah. So, I mean, one of them is people might notice that I, I actually rarely speak. And the reason is because most of the time when people are on their Instagram stories or they're, you know, scrolling their content in general, um, I would, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I would imagine like 30% of people are not in a quiet room with their headphones on. Ooh. So they're not listening to what you're saying. They're tapping through your face or, or they just see it and they're like, Oh, well, I can't, you know, I'm in the grocery store. That's so I'm on true, the train. Bro. That's so true. And so that's why I started posting paragraphs because what even no matter where you are, you can pause and you can read. And you you have to learn hooks, sentence starters, and basic copywriting. All Instagram stories is it's to me it's like the new email newsletter. And if you understand sales, uh, you understand marketing, you understand how to write a hook. You start off your Instagram story with a, and here's another beautiful thing is like, you understand not only copywriting hooks, but visual hooks and you combine the two together and it's just, it's lethal. It's like you can do things where it's there's Twitter just no, crack. there's just no chance someone could skip this because yeah. you've got the image, you've got the hook and then it's limited 24 hours. It's like, there's so much of the psychological, mm. uh, cognitive biases that you just, people just can't skip this thing. Yeah. Not to mention you've got a follower account attached to your name. The only thing that stories are missing is a virality element to it. And I wonder if they'll ever implement that. Like that you're allowed to keep it up longer. No, like why isn't there a stories discover page? 
Well, sometimes they add those little stickers for like holidays and you can hide it in your story and it brings it up to like 20,000 views. You, you ever, just taught me something. You've never done that? I've never done that. So like no. they have like the Chinese New Year, for example. And like if you place the Chinese New Year sticker on your story and you post it, it will go to the Chinese New Year little circle mm -hmm. on the stories tab. And when you click that, you can see all of the people that you follow that posted that sticker. Your story views go 20x. Mm. I've gotten like 40,000 views on a story. Wow. From that. So you just put your offer or like for you, you could do a sequence of like every single one with the yeah. Chinese sticker and do one of your like storytelling things. Yeah. Crazy. Look out for the next one. They do it on holidays and shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I do wonder like what the targeting is around that. Like who are you getting? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're probably getting some weirdos. Chinese New Year and like yeah. interested people. But no, it's only your it's only uh, followers that, that you. Oh, do. oh, but it just shows your. Exactly. Oh no, yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean another one is like just use the features that Instagram's giving you. Like that one, obviously they they want it to be promoted. Like anytime you do polls and you're increasing the polls. amount of engagement. Yep. Also, okay, so here's some very interesting psychological sauce that. I got from my friend Marcel. Marcel Klein. He's a hypnotist. Uh, he has some success uh, courses and programs and such. And he told me that during his seminars, this is fucking crazy shit. But he he basically hypnotizes the entire the entire audience, and they know they're being hypnotized. And it's a seminar, and he hypnotizes them to become more successful. But part of hypnosis is getting people to comply. So he's on stage, and he says, "Hey, raise your right hand if you're ready to make a lot of money today." Okay. Raise your right hand if you're ready to make $10,000. Ready? Raise your right hand. or I'm raising my left hand, of course, but raise your left hand if whatever. And he'll get people to raise their hand thousands of times, not thousands, but hundreds of times during his two or three day seminars and anchor the feeling of raising your hand or, for example, making a fist or doing a, a gesture like this to the thought of making money. Okay. So not only is he getting people to obey him, by getting them to do an action, but then he's anchoring the feeling of doing that action to something like making money or feeling abundant, right? So you can actually, and I've experimented with this, you can do the same things by using the features that Instagram story gives you. You mm. can use the polls. You can use the little slider tool. You can do uh, the quizzes. Most people think, oh, I'll just do a quiz to kind of see what my audience is thinking. What if you view the quiz as almost like a compliance mechanism? where you're actually getting people to answer a question. And when people do something that you ask them to do, they're more likely to do something else that you ask them to do. Mm. And the more you get people to do what you want them to do, the more they're going to do what you want them to do. 100%. It's a strange little like... It's what I do in my webinars. You got to exactly. say yes. It's all, yeah, exactly. You get them to say yes, type yes, type one, type five. This is... I don't want to say it's dark marketing, but it's... It's, it's hypnosis uh, almost. It's hypnosis. It is yeah. absolutely hypnosis. Yeah. All success coaches use hypnosis. They just don't call it hypnosis. Tony Robbins is the biggest hypnotist in the world. Yep. Another, but he just calls it NLP. Another thing that I'll chip in on one of the strategies that I think made me sell $10 million in 18 months of my stories uh, was showing the lifestyle. Yeah. Like I was People so, want to hang out with Colin. In 2020 and 2021, I was an 
I was so diligent at getting the the story of the airplane, of me getting in first class, of the fisheye mode, of the hotel walkthrough with the infinity pool. And I don't do it anymore because, like, I'm just fucking over that shit. Like, I just want to enjoy <laughs> yeah. my fucking room and be in peace. Yeah. But that was, like, the number one priority. And I put music over it. Like, you know, Kygo or, like, whatever. And I'm in Ibiza. And, like, yeah. you're going through the house. And you're giving them an experience that they want to live. And then you're putting the vehicle that's going to get them there at the mm. very end. Mm -hmm. So, hey, you know, I got three more spots for, you know, this investment at the end blah, 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 after they just watch that shit. Oh, the way I'm going to enter that lifestyle is number one, getting with Colin, which how do I get with him? I invest with him. Mm. Number two, he's offering me a vehicle that's going to give me passive income to get there. Mm. So I think when you're first starting out, what I did was I literally documented my story from being a complete broke ass at 50K in debt, showing everyone my bank accounts negative and telling people on an Instagram post, literally as I have no money, I'm going to go all in, become an entrepreneur from literally August 2019 to today. I documented the entire fucking thing. Most people won't do it because they're like, I want to make success first and then have something to show for it. But if you can actually be so fucking set on making yourself successful, you cannot fail after you're documenting it. You'll just be a loser forever. So like you're giving yourself no option. That's like a nuclear button you can press to make it. And for me, that was the only way I think I could have done it. And that, that has built a lot of trust and credibility with my brand because people watch me go from zero to what I have. Mm. Yeah. Gary, Gary V uh, said in the book, crush it. If you don't have a brand yet, document your journey and your journey will become your brand. And that's yep. exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. I just, I read that book cover to cover in like two days and I was like, okay, I'm just going to document my whole Gary shitty changed my life too, bro. Changed my life. There's yeah. a time and a place for all of these people in our lives. Like yeah. I had Gary was the guy who got me to quit my job and start my personal brand. You know, every day on the way to work. Do the riskiest thing possible. Just fucking quit your job. Yeah, like, just quit your job. You're like, 21 years old. You're you so be... fucking young. Are you, You're 30? You're 35? It's the same fucking thing as 20. Like, yeah. So that got me to quit my job. Then Ed Milet got me to get inspired and raise my state every day. Uh, Grant Cardone got me the 10X rule. That helped me just think so fucking massive. Think of like how possible my dreams are. Uh, and, and each person served their, their, their purpose in my life at each stage. So for you watching this right now, don't think you need an in-person mentor. If you're literally in a smelly fucking basement right now and you have zero money, your parents are fucking alcoholics, but you have an iPhone, some headphones, and you can go work uh, you know, uh, an hourly job. That's all you need, bro. Yeah. The, I think the, a fun topic is like the early, the early job hacks. Like if you can Ooh. get a job where you can also listen to an audiobook. Yeah. Or if you can get a job where you can work Const remote yeah, construction, that's construction. A good one. I was making get a workout and listen to some, audiobooks. I was making $30 an hour working construction at 19 and 20 years old when I was wow. home from college. Uh, because of overtime, you get 30. Mm -hmm. And I think the normal rate was like 18 or 20. Mm -hmm. So literally, bro, I, w I could make two grand in a two-week period. Wow. Like, it was insane for that age. And the, it was brutal. But I had my a AirPods in. 
I was sweeping floors of a construction site for like 10 to 12 hours a day. I would eat my shitty fucking sandwich for lunch, um, pack some lips and just like sweep the floor and stack my pile of cash. And dude, it's quick money with no attachment. You don't want to get a fucking corporate job because you don't want to be corporate for 30 years. So skip that bullshit. Find something that can pay you forty to $50,000 in a year that you can literally save up. Hopefully, it's under the table money. Uh, you know, working pizza delivery boy. That was my thing when I was younger. Literally, hundred dollars to $200 in one shift. And then you put that money in your bank or just keep it in cash and then start learning how to invest, buy books, whatever. You don't need college. You don't need school. You don't need any of the traditional bullshit. You just need the internet, some motivation, some interests that align with you, and you just need to go down that path. Mm. That's it. We just took a little intermission, so we're going to come back. We, Colin and I said, all right, this has been a great podcast so far. We've just been floating. So the rest of this podcast, our intention is to just inspire. That's the intention. Let's see where it goes. You want to talk about building a lifestyle of design and what people should follow from starting. Yeah. So you don't want to get sucked into like the money matrix of, you know, always wanting more. Uh, I think one of the the best things that I did early on was just keep my expenses super low. Mm -hmm. Um, Live with your parents if possible. Yeah. Uh, Or even just get a thousand buck a month apartment, you move know? to Colombia, move to Bali, yeah, to Mexico travel. City. I think, I think when you first start making cash flow from a business and it's online, the best thing you could do is go travel. I have an idea. Yeah. This is going to be good. What? Okay. You're making $2,500 per month. Uh huh. How are you spending that money? Wow. You answer and then I'll answer. <laughs> Dude, that's so little nowadays but okay um $2,500 okay so I am I'm living at home at that point yep that's very low isn't that that's like stupid low bro I think you like 4k is like like the low now 2,500 bro (laughs) okay 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 you're like 18 yeah you're making 2,500 that's what I'm saying okay 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 2,500 bucks you're 18 years old. You're living in your dorm room, which is paid for by your parents, <laughs> or, or you're living at home. You should not be paying rent at this because, dude, rent right now if you're living alone is going to be minimum a thousand dollars. It has to be. That's already almost half of your money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would be doing. I would be cooking all my own fucking food. I would be getting ground beef as my main protein because. Steaks are too expensive. Ground beef you can get for four or five bucks a pound. I'd be stocking up on ground beef, cheese. Uh, I would just do animal-based diet because it's cheap and you're going to gain muscle. Uh, I would get the cheapest gym membership you can get, like Planet Fitness, 24-hour fitness, like 20 bucks a month, something. These are assets, okay? You have your food. You have your gym. uh, And these are going to be like the main things you're doing anyway. You have no time to be fucking around right now. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, you're typically, you're, no Fortnite, huh? No Fortnite. Maybe like on a Saturday night no after Fortnite, grinding, bro. I say no, if Fortnite. your parents gave you an Xbox and they bought it, sure. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, if you're really trying to get to the next level and you're making 2,500 bucks a month, this is what you need to be doing. You need to not be paying for your rent. You need to be cooking all of your fucking meals. Maybe, maybe you go out 
once a week if someone is, you know, if you're going to split fucking uh, Chipotle with your boy or something. Like, like something very light. Bowling, 20 bucks. You need to have some kind of fun or you're going to go fucking crazy. Uh, okay. Next, um, let's talk about iPhone. You need an iPhone. So, I don't know. You know, maybe your parents bought it for you or maybe you can get a secondhand one that's less less expensive. You really only need like four things. You need internet and you need a laptop, okay? Uh, and the gym. The gym's very important. You're going to start a morning routine, okay? So every single morning you're going to wake up. You're going to write down your, your goals. So uh, most important task of the day of what you need to get done. You can do like a power list. Uh, you could do 75 hard with Andy Fursella. He teaches you this whole structure. Uh, so the first thing is the most important. You know, do your power list every single day. And you are literally just going to fucking work. And you're going to save the money that comes in and put it right back in your business for at least six months to a year. Okay. Until that income gets to 10K a month, you can't move. All right. And, and this is going to be, I know it sucks, but. If you can just get through this time and you can, you know, entertain your mind by doing podcasts, YouTubes, maybe attending free mastermind groups in your local town or area, Facebook pages, uh, eBooks, you are going to be learning, you are going to be implementing, and you are going to be reinvesting, and that's fucking it. Once you hit $10,000 a month, I highly recommend, and you can take this part, we'll piggyback, I highly recommend you travel, and I think you should... Okay, Take so that. yeah, I have some things to add on. I think you have uh, very important points of the, the formula. I'm going to offer some additions slash potential alternatives. Okay. So the first one is, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but some sort of, you need to invest some of that 2500 into some form of online education, whether it's a, it's going to be an online course. It's going to be some course. YouTube. Okay, YouTube. That's true. They have That's everything true. you need. The, the I, only reason I suggest a course is because you get the accountability and the expert access. You get the, you get the money um, level up that we were talking about, the detachment. The detachment. You're starting early already. Exactly. And you don't have to sort through YouTube. You know this shit works. Yeah. There's testimonials to prove it. People have done it. You That's know, true. You just have conviction that if I follow these steps, it's going to work. Yeah, you need to hone in on your skill. So I, w- sure. I wouldn't spend... You're making 2500 I wouldn't spend more than 1500 That like 1500 is nice... 500, no less than 500 because you're probably not going to get something that's like that useful. Yeah. 500 to 1500 is a good range. And I recommend, I mean, it depends on your personality type. If you're a very creative person, it's, it's going to be difficult to like really learn, you know, some sort of like a very business focused agency style thing. Um, my point is, Pick a business or a course that teaches you a skill set that already fits your existing skill sets so that you have a natural advantage. Example, my first technically business was YouTube, right? I'd been making videos since I was two years old. I had a massive advantage, right? Um, the clothing brand stuff, right? That was my, my first business that was actually successful. My mom's a painter. My dad's a designer slash photographer. I knew how to make designs that were appealing. So I, I always chose a model and a series of actions to follow that I was already pretty good at. Mm. I wasn't going against the grain. I was going with the grain. That's very important. You're still going to have days that are fucking hard and yeah. that you don't want to do. But having that like flowing sail with the wind is, is useful. Okay. So the second thing is 
I would actually probably take that five. So you have 2,500 the first month, 1,000, uh, 500 to 1,500 goes into courts. Course, I would take another 500 and I would buy a plane ticket. I would buy that plane ticket six months in advance. So it's going to be really cheap. And maybe you could help them with the credit thing mm. as well. Uh, I've been getting credit cards at this point in my life because this is going to literally double your income. Okay, yeah. So Double your expendable money. But so th- my, my point in buying the flight in advance is you're now you, you're setting a deadline, a deadline and you're get, getting a, a reward. This is literally what I did to go to Bali. Yeah. I literally did it six months in advance. Yep. I set the date on the calendar and I literally hit all my goals just in time to go. You're basically forcing yourself into a frequency that you yep. have to succeed in. Once again, like with the money, buying the Cartier bracelet, making crazy purchases, buying Capital Club on the spot. You're literally jumping into your future self on the spot with a purchase. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Very key principle. Okay. Another one is, and you mentioned your morning routine and powerless. I would add the night routine as well. Mm. The night routine is review your wins for the day, review what you're grateful for, and then visualize before you're going to bed some goal or, or frame that you want to experience a year out, 10 years out, mm. and, and see like a long-term vision of yourself. Yep. Um, I have a tool called Maxi. I'll just plug right there. It's 50 bucks a month. It helps you with an entire framework. And you'll also, since you're paying 50 bucks a month, you'll actually be accountable to do it. Yep. I think it's an incredible investment. Um, okay. So that's what, yeah, that's, I think that pretty much covers a really yeah. pretty good plan. I have something to add. Okay. If okay. you're watching this right now and you're like excited, you're like, oh my God, I want a clean slate. You can make a clean slate in your life like right now. Yeah. Like people are so caught up in like, but I have this job and I have this girlfriend and my mom doesn't want me to do it and I'm <laughs> supposed to go to college. Bro, this is your only life that you know you're going to have. Like this is a video game. Yeah. Like you can literally start this tomorrow. This sounds fucking awful, but like anyone watching this can literally leave home tomorrow. Yeah. They can literally get a fucking bullshit job or start making money doing sales online, make $2,500 a month and start from nothing. Yep. And starting from nothing's better than starting from all your fucking bullshit that you've carried for the past 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So like sometimes you have to let go of all of your fucking friends that you think are your friends. Don't worry. Those friends were your friends for that time, but there's new friends waiting for you at the next level, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So you have to be comfortable letting your old self fucking die Mm. and then becoming the new self that you want to become. And you cannot do that until you accept who you are and what you're in right now so that you can then work to change it. If you can't accept it and come to terms of everything you've done in your life, you are not at the frequency to change, Okay. So for everyone watching this, that is like the most important thing. You can't even make 2,500 bucks a month unless you started a clean slate. Okay. So I think that's very important for a lot of people watching, holding on the baggage. We're we're giving so many tools that like people could just break this podcast up and just spend like a month on it. Bro. Okay. I have another exercise. This is for people who are like, but okay. I, I, I think I want to pack myself up and move to, you know, Thailand, but I, can I really do that? Like what, what happens if I go broke? Fear setting. Yeah. Write down everything you're afraid that would happen if you fail. So, okay. Let's say you're afraid that, let's say you want to go to Thailand tomorrow. There's some tickets online. I don't know how much is a ticket to Thailand from, let's just say like Missouri or something. 700 to a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Okay. 
You're making 2,500. You have a remote position at this point. Okay. Put it on a credit card, bro. Put, okay. Put it on a credit card. That Go look at Colin's content for credit stuff. Um, okay. You get there. What happens if you run out of money? What's the worst possible thing that could happen? For some people, it's call mom and dad and be like, hey, mom and dad, I got to yep. come home. Yep. Is that that bad? It's like no. 90% of people have that privilege. Bro, 90% of people. Yeah. Okay, let's say you don't have that privilege. What's the next worst thing that could possibly happen to you if you run out of money? You learn Thai and get a job at a bar. You learn <laughs> Thai and get a job at a bar, call a friend, call, call some, some trusted source who can help yeah. you out. Can't, are they going to help you guaranteed? No. But you, you know, it's not that bad. Most of the know? time, people, your fears are worse than the reality that even the worst reality imagination. that could happen. Imagination. Yeah, they, fears not, and imagination are worse than reality. The worst possible reality that could really happen, your fears are always going to be worse than it. And so. here's, the, here's the funny thing that I've learned, despite the darker moments of my life and the failures, is like, to bring it back to higher power and God, it's like, mm. when you make these leaps... God's got your back. Yeah. You know, and you might have to fail. You might have to be homeless and sleep on the street for a night, but you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. And you know what that becomes? That becomes what you talk about on a podcast like this. Like if Colin hadn't had, had periods of his life where he was in the fucking gutter, he wouldn't have an interesting story. I wouldn't be so here maybe, right okay, let's say you move to Thailand, you run out of money and you got to sleep on the street for a week. That's a gift. That's epic. hundred percent. And another really cool thing that's happened to me in my life is you take your wildest dreams and imaginations and goals. What if it could be 10 times crazier than that and 10 times better than that? Mm. You don't know how good the good side can go. And mm -hmm. for me, like I didn't know I was going to move to Bali on, on the first day, meet the girl of my dreams. Yeah, That was not in my plan. Yeah. That was in God's plan. Yeah. So you have to think like, yeah, we always think the worst possible thing. What about the best possible thing? Yeah, that's a great affirmation. It's, it's, uh, I say this sometimes, um, the things I create are even better than I imagine them to be. 100%, 100%. What's the next level? 10K a month? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do one more and then, and then we'll end it off. Okay. Um, okay. So. I think 10K a month, I think Iman Godzi said this, is like the most fun part of your life. Yeah. Like 10K yeah. a month, like you just got out of making zero money. Now <laughs> yeah. you're, you've created your own world and you're literally printing magic internet money, running around like a video game character with tokens to finally spend. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about taxes. And, and, and if you've done everything right, you, mm -hmm. you know, left your parents' home so you don't have rent. You have no car. You have no expenses. Mm -hmm. And you have $10,000 a month to play. Um, I think this is the best time, but this is honestly, I would say, en enjoy this time, like go adventure in this time. Uh, you really can't fuck up much unless you like completely stop working, but like this 10 K you should just be dumping back in your business, you know, staying on that, that upbeat path of, of momentum, um, creating content, doing your thing, traveling the world, meeting new people. But when you then go from 10 to 100 K, this is when the problems start because then you have taxes. Uh. Then you have to build systems. You have to have teams. 
You got to figure out, you know, your different bank accounts, payment processors. You could do 10K a month of just Zells and Venmos and fucking bullshit and just be living it. So I think for me, 10K a month was like the time I was telling you about. When I was in Bali, when I went to Dubai, when skydiving, bought a freaking Cartier bracelet with 7K in my bank. Like you're just doing reckless shit, experimenting, having fun. But just know when you take that leap from 10 to 100K, and we'll talk about this on the next podcast when we, when we do it, um, that is when things get serious. And then 100K to 1 million, things get even more crazy. You got to become more of a mature adult. You got to be someone that actually makes a million dollars. You have to transform into the person that knows how to make a million dollars. That is something that you might not be ready for. So just know before you make 10 million, you have to become the person that makes 10 million. Mm, great question to ask yourself. What would the version of me that makes $10 million do? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the question you ask yourself to get to the next level. And then the answer is usually they would do this thing that you've never done before. And yeah. that's scary. And then you have to go take action on it. Exactly. Um, let me see 10, 10 K a month. So when I was, when I was at 10 K a month, I was mm, night. 19, 20, 20 years old was my 10K a month. Young gun. Um, that, was, that was when I was figuring out, <clears throat> that's when I was figuring out my merch drops. And I had a really strong YouTube following. Um, so I, I think I would just add on like, this is a really fun time to do content because now you actually stand out a little bit from the masses. Mm. So you're making a little bit of money and you yep. can do a little bit more things for content. Yeah, you got a little pep in your step, a little yeah, confidence. Yeah, you, you got more confidence. You're like, man, like, at least at the time for me, like, all my friends were broke, bro, because I was in college. Yep. And, you know, I'm making, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, anywhere from five to $30,000 on a, a drop for my in clothing my eyes, brand. you're a millionaire, bro. <laughs> dude, <laughs> at that age. Dude, yeah, it's just, it's. I'd be like, that's like the, the cool guy who created a sweatshirt brand that's just balling. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you've got your thing, you've got pep in your step, document it. The, the, that period of my life is so fun. And you, you said as well, like watching that period of your life in retrospect is really fun. Um, you have such fresh entrepreneurial energy. You know nothing, but it's fun and it's easy. Because your old life was so much different. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's enjoy it for yeah. sure. Some people are going to want to get to the next level quickly. It is a lot more of a headache for sure. Yeah, that's um, why I said enjoy it, and I definitely did, bro. I yeah, definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, I I enjoyed it though because I thought that having a team was a hassle rather than a freedom, and it certain to a certain extent it is. Yeah, but it does give you freedom. There's pros and cons to everything. Yep. Yeah, my my mindset back then, and part of the reason I stayed was just because I thought, why would I want any of that complicated stuff? Sure. You know, I can I can get everything I want. Just me. Just yep. fine. And that's something that you cannot do forever. You can't. <laughs> you can't. There's no one that You got to level up. There's no one that makes a million dollars a year just doing everything themselves. And when you're ready to level up, come to Capital Club. Mm, 100%. 15K? Yeah, exactly. This is one of the elite. Save up two months? months? Yeah. Bro, I would have leveled up so much faster if I came here when I was 20 years old. 100%, bro. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on masterminds. Same. Easily. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, brother. Great. That was incredible. Great pod. I hope you guys liked it. Arlen, it was a pleasure. Yeah, if you guys enjoyed this, direct message both me and Colin on Instagram, at A-R-L-I-N. At C-O-L-I-N. Yerkeson, Y-U-R-C-I-S-A-N. You got to get It's a mouthful. You just put in Colin and then Y-U-R, it comes up. Put us in a group chat and just like start a group chat with us and tell us what you guys thought of this episode if you enjoyed it. I don't know how many people are going to do that, but we'll, we'll be able to see like, oh, they like the podcast. I think, I think a good amount. Cool, guys. Well, appreciate you watching. And uh, brother, it was awesome.